Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now You Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line, I was going to say from Atlanta, she's on the road, she's living in Atlanta these days. My guest is a Christian singer-songwriter who plays piano and has performed at national and international events, ranging from a Christian music festival in Italy to World Youth Day in Brazil, plus numerous youth conferences and parish and youth events across the U.S., She has released two EPs entitled Your Time and Hallelujah is Our Song. You've been hearing one of her songs called Impossible Things. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show Sarah Kroger. Hey, Bruce. Thank you so much for having me today. It's great to be with you guys. Sarah, welcome welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment. Thanks so much for doing this. (laughs) Yeah, it's so exciting. Great to talk to you. Likewise. Uh, For starters, Sarah, we always start off the show by having the guest tell the listeners about the song of theirs that played during the beginning of the show. So go ahead and talk about Impossible Things, which we heard as this episode was starting. Yeah, Impossible Things is actually one of my favorite songs off of my first album. They're really catchy tunes. If you listen to it, it it will definitely get stuck in your head all day long. Um, But the song is really about just the Lord and uh, how He literally does impossible things in our lives. When we wrote the song originally. We were um, a couple of my friends and I were were writing the song, and we're thinking about just the miracles of God and um, miracles that Jesus did in the Gospels, and uh, we're just talking about those things and and realized uh, again that God does miracles in our lives um, still to this day, every day and every moment. That um, if we just have our eyes open to Him, that we can be present to those miracles um, at every moment. So that's kind of what the song was about. It's just recognizing that God can do impossible things in our lives um, as long as we keep our eyes open to that. I have to wonder, because it is a Bible passage that I go to often, by any chance, was was Luke 1 part of that where it says, for, for, all, for nothing is impossible for God? Yes, exactly. That was definitely one of the verses that inspired the song. Outstanding, outstanding. Well, I'm always pointing out that we have listeners who are engaging with a particular episode because they're a fan of that guest, but that I'm also blessed to have folks who I'm so grateful for that are listening in what is now more than 75 countries around the world, meaning that that portion of Mm -hmm. the audience is just playing this episode because they're a part of the Now Hear This Entertainment listenership. So they're learning all about guests that I'm having on. So in this case, for the folks that are just being introduced to you, Sarah, one action I feel, in my opinion, that they are likely to do is try to look you up on YouTube. There are videos on there that people have either filmed when you 
when you've been performing or other videos where people have made a lyric video to your songs, but I'm going mm-hmm. to be giving out where online people can find you, but YouTube isn't really something you're making a push for right now. I wonder if there's a particular reason for that and if or when that might change. Yeah, there's no particular reason for that other than the fact that I just haven't had a ton of time to make a ton of videos. Um, I love, though, uh, making any videos that I can. And so it really is just, honestly, of the, the fact that I just haven't been able to make the time to do that. Um, but if people are looking for my music, they can go on iTunes, they can find me on Twitter, they can find me on Facebook and follow what I'm doing. Um, there's so many different ways to be able to follow me and, and hear more about my music. Um, and then hopefully in the future, we'll have more videos up on that YouTube channel. So I'm curious then, I know some of the clients that I work with, and, and this is a, a cry of, of of a lot of the younger artists, to kind of look out and see people holding up their phones, or or if anyone is actually still bringing something resembling a video camera uh, into <laughs> one of your performances, I, I and you can feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but I have to imagine that you're probably still at a stage where you look out and you say, I can't believe these people are filming me. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. It feels like that so many different times. <laughs> definitely. I know exactly what you mean. Well, and, yeah. and, and especially, you know, being in service to the Lord. I mean, it's not, it's, you know, this life is not about me. It's about him. And that's why I say this show is not about me. It's about the guests and the audience. And so I would imagine that especially because you're working for the Lord, you probably look out and think, well, why are you filming? This isn't, don't film. It's not about me. Like, you know, use right. the music. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of times, even after, I do a lot of studio youth conferences, I don't know if you're familiar with those, but yep. um, they're, they're conferences that take place all over the country, and, and thousands of teens come to each of those, and sometimes when you're up there on a stage, a lot of times teenagers just kind of see you as a celebrity automatically, because you have a stage, and you have a platform, and there's lights, and there's big sounds, and so you're just kind of seen automatically as a celebrity, and um, I've... I've been like berated by people before for signatures and autographs and pictures and all those kinds of things. And I've always uh, been just kind of weary and cautious of that. Um, But I always just kind of take it as um, teenagers trying to connect with somebody, you know, maybe you've been on stage and something that you said or something that you prayed or something that I sang really, touch them in a specific way and they want to remember that either by taking a picture with me or having my signature. And so I try to think of it in that way. If, if for some reason they want to have that on video or for some reason they want to have that signature, I try to pray that, that it brings them back to that space where they met God or where they had an encounter with God through a song that I sang. And so that's really what I try to think of when people come up to me. And I also try to make sure that they know that I'm not a celebrity, that I'm just a regular person with regular struggles and I want to talk with them and have a relationship with them, you know, as, as much as I can on a short weekend, but that I am just a real person. And so I try to take that form and really use it as a, a gift of ministry. That's what I try to do. And is there any opportunity for you in that to have a conversation as short as it might be with that youngster to say, exactly what we're talking about. Don't, you know, please use this as an opportunity for us to be in in community with each other. Please don't put me on any kind of pedestal. Oh, yeah. All the time I do that, especially when they open up to me about different struggles that they're having or different um, 
struggles with either with faith or, or just whatever it might be, if they open up to me about those things, a lot of times I try to, you know, tell them a little bit about my own story and tell me about, tell them about where I've come from and how I've, um, you know, used my relationship with the Lord to overcome different things in my life. And so I try to use it as just a time of evangelization and time to just show them that we're all in this together and that uh, they're not alone. Well, and, and you know, I, I always pride myself on on not giving my guests the questions in advance of the interview, because as I always like to say, I like to preserve the spontaneity <laughs> of the guest's answers. So rest assured, uh, listeners, Sarah has not been given the questions. This one, you know, just kind of moved me from, from what you were talking about. I, I don't want to put you on the spot, Sarah, but I wonder to what extent and, and if you need to couch it under the umbrella of well, this is uh, my songwriting style, but you know, because you are opening up, I you know, I wonder is there uh, kind of something in in your story that again, referring to these listeners who are not tuning into this episode because they're a Sarah Kroger fan, they're just listening to this podcast and being introduced to you. Is, is there mm-hmm. a, a part of your story that you would like to share with people that you do kind of feel is is your testimony? Mm. Well, <laughs> like I said, uh, like but- I said, feel free to say. You know, no, thank you, Bruce, but here's my songwriting approach. <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean, well, it's kind of related to my songwriting, I, I would say, um, and just who I am as an artist. I would say that, I mean, if I could talk all day about my testimony, I could do that, but we don't have that much time. But, <laughs> you um, and me both. You I and would, me both. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that one theme that um, that I've struggled with before and that I continue to wrestle through and... Um, a theme that I think shows up a lot in my songs is just a theme of, of struggling with doubt, a theme of struggling with fears, uh, and with trusting in God. Uh, I would say that those things are things that I've struggled with from the time I was a teenager to even now sometimes. It's just um, recognizing that God is at work and recognizing that His plan is better than mine and that um, His timing is better than mine. And so that has been something that I have written about um, time and time again that I that I seem to come back to in my songwriting and that uh, a lot of times, you know, my songs end up being ministry for me even. When I'm singing them out loud and when I'm singing them for people, it's it's something that I need to hear as well. Sure. And so God tends to use that um, in a lot of different ways. And I always say that when I'm sharing my songs, you know, like this is something that I need to hear on a daily basis. And so um, I would say that those are themes that I that I tend to write about in my songs, and those are themes that I've struggled with in my own life. Um, and I think that they're natural to everybody, and it's also uh, natural to think that you're alone in, in struggles like those, um, but it's important to be able to talk about it with different people and to be able to recognize that you're actually not alone in that. God has blessed you with, hopefully, with people in your life to help you walk through that, and that God is with you through every single step of that. And so I try to write about that in my songs, I would say. So that's kind of a little bit of my testimony, I guess. Well, and similarly, uh, just uh, about a month or so ago on episode 64, listeners, if you didn't hear that one, Clark Nowlin, who is a young uh, producer and uh, bass and guitar player, does a lot of a lot of touring he talked about that just musicians in general, Sarah, that, you know, songwriters, musicians, performers have a lot of those insecurities that are very surprising for the lay person to hear because they think, well, no, yeah. you're up on stage, you're somebody, and yet there's all these insecurities. My songwriting isn't up to par exactly. yet. Uh, you know, the performance of my last song 
wasn't too great, and, and he was very encouraging. And mind you, he's not a Christian artist, although he is a Christian and, and you know, was, was somewhat forthcoming with that on that interview. So certainly, you know, what you're describing uh, is, is not unique, um, even within the song, you know, the, the music industry itself. Right. I would say that I would, I would venture to bet that there is not a single artist who doesn't have some sort of um, testimony, you know what I mean? Some sort of um, things that they struggle with, that they write from. There, there's not a single person in this world that doesn't have some sort of thing that they're going through. So I would, I would totally agree with that. Yeah, and similarly, I've also heard it said that when you get to the point where you don't still get a little bit nervous before your show, then something's wrong <laughs> because you should, exactly. be, you know, you should be getting nervous. Um, exactly. I, I've I've made no secret. The listeners will attest to the fact that my favorite episode still, uh, and, and today you and I are doing episode sixty-eight, uh, way back on episode eleven with Lindsay McCall, who is a Christian singer songwriter that has toured mm-hmm. with the likes of Casting Crowns, Brandon Heath, and Jason Gray. Plus, listeners, if you want to hear more interviews in the Christian genre, check out episode twenty-two with Juliana Zobrist, and then episode thirty-nine with Ellie Holcomb who was the 2014 Dove Awards New Artist of the Year. And now, Sarah, here you are keeping the torch lit for the Christian genre on Now Hear This Entertainment, <laughs> which is kind of how it is out there in the world in terms of Christian music. You know, there are there are legions of devotees who would quickly say, no, Christian music is tremendously popular, but it's getting the attention of some of the uninitiated or even some of the non-believers, not unlike, um, not unlike what we're all called to do as believers and disciples, Yes. Yes, I completely agree with that. It's really beautiful to watch, actually, to watch it unfold. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, I have to imagine that you see a lot of that in, as you mentioned before, the conversations that you're having. Certainly, you can see from the stage people who are really engaging in the worship, but you don't know from behind your piano if they're believers or if they're just hearing the name of the Lord for the first time that night or, or what, this, what the case is. So you probably get a front row seat to it when you are talking to those people afterwards, and, and, and they're probably saying, you know, thank you. There's, there's something to this Christian music after all. I was very moved tonight. <laughs> yeah, I do. You know, I've seen that in several different ways in my own life. Um, it's pretty amazing. Uh, I would say that, you know, when you think about music, it doesn't matter what genre it is, it speaks to the soul. And so, obviously, Christian music speaks to that even more so in a deep way, and in a way that even if you're a non-believer, maybe you don't even realize um, when you're listening to a Christian song. And I would say, I well, this is a little bit more about my testament, but I used to sing in a pub every week, um, and we used to sing secular songs in, in this little pub, this little Irish pub uh, in my hometown, and I, I was just a part of a duo, and I remember singing songs uh, that weren't necessarily about God, but I always prayed beforehand, like, Lord, use me if you, like, however you want, and if it's to speak to someone's heart, however you want tonight, even though I'm not blatantly talking about you, just use me. And so I remember countless nights just meeting different people and them coming up to me and, and saying and asking me, like, where do you go to church? Or like, wow. what's your story? Because it's something deeper than just you singing these songs. Wow. There's something different about your voice. There's something different about your spirit. And I remember um, just countless times feeling like blown away by the fact that people, even though I wasn't singing about God, they still felt like they were being led to him in some way. Even if they didn't blatantly know it, it sure. was still happening. And so I really believe that God uses music in such powerful and unique ways um, and that he really has 
the ability to do that. Um, and so I love being able to do this music, even if it's for, for non-believers, for believers, for whoever wants to listen. Um, I think even at the hardest heart, God can use um, music to pierce. So, yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. And, and by the way, uh, give a shout out. You mentioned your hometown, but tell the, tell the listeners your hometown. My hometown is Melbourne, Florida. It's a very small town on the east coast of Florida, um, right by Cape Canaveral, where the space shuttle used to go off. So that's where I used to live. And you mentioned the the you know the Holy Spirit was obviously there that night working, and, and, and people would you know would come in, and even though you were singing secular songs, it, it it did make me think of the interview with Lindsay McCall, who said that here she was convinced that the Lord was pleased with what she was trying to do with her life, which was. Mm-hmm. attending Moody Bible Institute to be a Bible translator. And in fact, her friends came to her and said, you know, well, what about music? You know, and and she kind of, well, mm-hmm. no, you know, God's happy with what I'm doing. And and they said, you know, well, no, you know, that's that's what you want to do. But have you asked God, what does he want? So, you mm-hmm. know, I, I mean, obviously there, there was the, the Holy Spirit present as, as you're describing there. Um, you know, that right. eventually you were led from that secular music to what you're doing now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so awesome. And because you have had the opportunity with with youth camps and things of that nature, I imagine that you see it there too. We were we were saying, you know, quote unquote, something about this Christian music because you you certainly have a chance to see, you know, I mean, we all know those kids who are going to those begrudgingly. You know, they're only going because right. you know otherwise they would not be attending that whatsoever. Right. Right. Oh, yeah, I see it every summer. A summer is it's probably my favorite time of ministry because I get to do Jimville Youth Conferences and I get to lead worship at camp. And, and at camp, it's a full week um, that we're together. And so it's a full week of transformation, honestly. And I see it all the time. Even from the stage, we have a very unique perspective as musicians from the stage to be able to literally see God working in the crowd and literally feel the Holy Spirit moving. It's it's moved me to tears on several occasions. It's such a powerful experience because I know for sure that those teenagers are being transformed. I, I know. I know it without a shadow of a doubt. I know because I've been in youth group when I was, you know, when I was a teenager, I was in youth group and I was one of those teens that was, you know, that had a deeper conversion at a student youth conference specifically because of the music. And so, um, I know the power that music has, and, and it's been beautiful to be able to see the miracles, literally miracles, um, that God's been doing in people's lives at these different events. Yeah, I know there's a client of mine who, she did a show, and, and ironically, her husband is from Melbourne. Um, really? She, yeah. Um, and, and so, of course, I know where Melbourne is because, of course, she'll say, well, book me there because we're coming to visit his parents, and inevitably I'll, <laughs> awesome. I'll, I'll, I'll make the short drive across the state to, to go to Melbourne. Uh, but I digress. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 you know so, and so I can relate to what you're talking about because I know that, you know, she did a show here, and, uh, you know, it's, it's exactly what you're describing. You know, you, you see the people that are moved to tears in the audience. You see the people with their hands raised. You don't know what their individual story is. And sure enough, afterwards, uh, this, this teenager approached me, you know, recognized me as her manager and, you know, wondered if there was a chance to talk to her. And it was for that reason, you know, that, that you know, yeah. a, a certain song that she had written, uh, you know, really spoke to this girl's heart, and and you know, she just felt like you described earlier that you know she needed to make that connection. Uh, so That's the, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we do try to give insight on this show for the up and coming singers, songwriters, musicians who are listening. So those of us who do follow Christian music, um, 
very much we we know the name Josh Blakesley, but again, for those mm-hmm. who are just hearing of you for the first time, tell them who he is, but then also, how does someone like you not only get introduced to him, but get the opportunity to work with him? Oh, well, it was all God. Um, Josh Blakesley is one of my dearest friends um, and mentors. Uh, he is a Christian artist and worship leader um, who's been traveling the country for years, literally years. Um, he's a super gifted songwriter, so if you have never heard of him before, definitely check out his his projects and his CDs. I was first introduced to him at a camp, the camp, same camp that I've uh played music for, that I play music for every summer, um, but when I was a camp counselor, I was introduced to him, and I was I had this opportunity to sing with him for one week of camp, Some somehow randomly, it was I, honestly a, a God, um, <laughs> just a total coincidence, a total God incident, yep. as people say, which yeah. <laughs> funny, um, but so we, we got introduced to each other at camp. And um, we were able to sing with one another. And then he kind of just kept in touch with me over the years and uh, met with me again randomly at my film parish. And it was at a time when he really needed a new female singer for student youth conferences. And Mm. he just felt very much called to reach out to me, um, called by God to reach out to me and and to kind of take me under his wing. And so he asked me if I would be interested in singing at, at the student youth conferences and then kind of. Um, asked if I wanted to produce an, if he wanted to produce an album for me. And I was like, wow. well, of course, that would be amazing. <laughs> and so it was really all, you know, when you talk to Josh about it now, um, he just says to me continually, um, that was just all God. Like I just felt called by God to ask you to join me. And so mm. um, it was really because of the Lord and because of the Lord's prompting through Josh that I am even involved in in student values conferences and involved in these things. It's been pretty amazing. Beautiful. Are, are, do you have, do you have friends, uh, acquaintances that, that are, uh, I, I, I'm tempted to say non-believers, but where I'm going with this is who once, once these developments started occurring in your career, uh, because you know, y- you and I are, are both Catholic. And so there's a stereotype out there that when we go to church on Sunday, that it's all the old organ music and hymns and things like that, that, you know, that those people cringe at. And so it would, did you ever meet with any resistance where that's what people thought you were doing and saying, well, why are you doing, why are you doing that kind of music? And, and it's kind of an education where you have to say, no, it's actually contemporary and, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like to say that I do honestly a mixture of traditional and contemporary. I've and I've been met with both sides. I've been met with people who are very conservative and um, only want organ in the church and um, only only want those kinds of things. Um, and I've been met with people who are super excited about contemporary music and want only to have. Um, very involved drums and all those kinds of band developments (laughs) and all those kinds of things. And so I've been met with both sides of things, but I like to do both. I like to do a mixture of traditional and contemporary, to be honest with you. I like, I like to do both. And so I've, I've been met with both sides, but I also like to do both. Very good. Very good. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from the road, she's based in Atlanta, it's singer-songwriter Sarah Kroger. Visit her official website at www.sarahkroger.com, and her last name is spelled K-R-O-G-E-R. 
But if you're jogging right now or working out or listening in your car and can't write it down, remember that you can look at the title of this episode for that. Sarah is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so you'll want to follow her on there. Her music is available for purchase on iTunes. And of course, check out the events page of sarahkroger.com to see when and where you can go see her in person. She will be in Oregon the day this episode of Now Hear This Entertainment comes out. And she's also got dates in Missouri, Texas, Louisiana, uh, the eastern portion of Canada. She'll be in Connecticut and Ohio. So look online for all of those. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz. That's H-E-A-R. And sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free. And it makes it very easy to get the show every week. It will just download automatically when a new episode comes out so you don't have to go looking for it. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you. And please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is how you dress is even important on your day off. Last night, I was in a place where a guy who plays there regularly came in to have dinner He was wearing sneakers, warm-up pants, and an untucked t-shirt. His appearance was so sloppy that it turned heads for all the wrong reasons. Remember, you are still representing your brand and need to appear professional and make a good appearance, even if you're not playing there that night. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. Are you digging the Bruce's Bonus segment each week? Listeners, are the tips helping you out, musicians and entertainers who are listening? There's one on every episode. We've even got an ebook for sale at nowhearthis.biz containing the bonus from each of the first 40 episodes. So go there and check that out. So we were talking about Josh Blakesley, another real asset, Sarah, I'm sure, has been your publishing company, Oregon Catholic Press. Some uh-huh. young people in music, I think, don't always understand what that means, though. Can, can, you, <laughs> can you talk about uh, both how that relationship came to be and, and what it has done for you? Yeah, Oregon Catholic Press is, is my publishing company. So what they do is they publish um, church hymnals, um, and they publish music in those church hymnals, obviously, um, for people to be able to sing from. And so I got involved with Oregon Catholic Press through my relationship with Josh Blakely and another artist named Sarah Hart, who's another writer for them. Um, and basically, they're, they're my publishing company. They allow me, my relationship with them allows me to get my music published in hymnals that are literally all over the world. Um, so it's been just a huge blessing to have that uh, connection with them. And it's been a huge blessing mainly because I also have all these connections with different artists that I get to um, write with and then I get to sing with and perform with. It's been really, really just a huge blessing. Beautiful. So that's what my publishing company does. Beautiful. I wonder, as, as we're talking about that aspect, I wonder, have you made peace with the whole, this is still a business, or, or do you find yourself saying, why can't I just go out and use my music to praise God and bring more people close to him? I don't like all the business <laughs> elements involved with doing this. Oh, yeah. Well, I just actually went full-time this last year, so I've 
even in the last year, um, have become even more aware of the business side of things. And I, let me tell you, I'm not good at it. <laughs> I do not love it. I don't love paperwork. I don't love, um, just having to organize all these different things. Um, but I, I love what I do. And I know that a part of it, a huge part of it is, is remaining organized and being a good steward of, um, things like keeping in touch on through my, um, Facebook, keeping a, uh, up with my blog online, making sure that I'm a good steward of those kinds of things, making sure that I'm able to keep my events organized, all these kinds of things um, has been really difficult for me to learn, but also really important for, for my ministry. And so I, I kind of have come to a place where I recognize the need for it um, and just pray to God that I'm able to actually do it well. <laughs> but he helps me too. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it did, it doesn't mean that you have to like it though. <laughs> no, exactly. I don't, I don't love it. It's not my favorite part of the job. I love connecting with people on my social media sites, but I definitely do not love the organizational side of things. It, it makes it kind of complicated. So um, I don't love those things. And honestly, I wish that I could just travel the country and sing in churches for free. Like I wish that no. that was just a free thing. I wish I could just be a music missionary. Um, and I still am in, in a certain way, but, um, there's still, you know, the financial side of it and, and the organizational side of it that makes it kind of complicated. But um, I love doing what I do, and, and I try to be just a good steward of it. Well, God bless you. And, and in all honesty, I, I can, you know, I can sincerely say that uh, I wish that I could just tour the world or, or, or at least the country with a Sarah Kroger and do it for free and just, and just manage and promote her. But you know, the reason that we're having this conversation and, and I talked about this with Lindsay is, you know, that there, there it, it is a business and it does come to a point where unfortunately, uh, you know, it, it takes gasoline, it takes food, it takes lodging, uh, for the Sarah Krogers and the yeah. Bruce Wozniaks and, and everybody else involved, uh, to do what we do. Um, so as much as, as, you know, we we do want to just work for the Lord. Um, you know, the, uh, the the electric company and, and the cell phone company they don't understand that when you when you try to, exactly when you try to pay them with uh, time and talent. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's it's no secret that Atlanta is a huge center for major Christian music artists. I'm thinking right off the bat of of just Casting Crowns and Chris Tomlin alone. Have you found being mm-hmm. based in Atlanta to be beneficial in terms of the huge presence that contemporary Christian music has there? Um, in different ways, I have. I I actually love going to Passion every once in a while to be able to see Chris Tomlin and people like that to be able to pray with those worship leaders just because they're so gifted at what they do. And I love being able to pray, um, with, with those people. Um, but I would say on a ministry level, there's the Archdiocese of Atlanta has a million Catholics. And so it's a huge, huge Archdiocese and, um, and it's a ton of parishes. And so even from a ministry perspective, it's been really, really big for me to be in Atlanta and just to be able to, um, be connected with different parishes and different youth groups and to be able to, um, you know, provide music ministry at those different youth groups and, and to be able to go to different nights even or go on retreats with them. Um, for, so from that perspective, it's been awesome. And it's, uh, Atlanta's just a huge, huge place for those kinds of things. And so it's been, it's been really awesome to be able to be in, in such a big city um, that has such a large Catholic presence and Christian presence um, in it. So it's been really great. And plus it has a huge airport, like one of the biggest airports in the country. So that's kind of nice to be able to fly out of that. (laughs) 
Yeah. So it sounds like you're saying that, you know, what I like to meet Chris Tomlin, what I like to meet Mark Hall, you know, let them hear my music. Uh, give me some, give me some music advice. Sure. But at the end of the day, I still have so many resources that I'm still able to, to grow uh, as a music minister that, you know, you're, you're not feeling like you're missing out just because you didn't meet those two people yet. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. And I know that, you know, networking is huge, but I would, uh, more than having them hear my music, I would just like to be friends with them because I feel like there's so much wisdom that comes from, um, having a friendship with people who have been doing it for so long and and on such a large scale. So really just to learn from those kinds of people would be awesome. But, uh, you know, if God provided that someday, that'd be amazing. Um, but for right now, it's just been really cool to be able to, to pray with them every, every couple of weeks. <laughs> well, and of course, you know, there's cool. also the, the, hum, the humility aspect that enters into it, yeah. you know, which is, which is why there are people like me in the business, because I know, you know, I'm thinking of one client in particular who, you know, she's, she's as humble as, as they come and, and, you know, would, would see Mark Hall and, you know, would not really go out of her way to talk to him. And there would be Bruce saying, Oh, this is my client. And, you know, this is, she's great. And right. she does this. And, you know, and which again is, is you know, runs kind of contrary to, to what I said before about, it's not about me, it's about him. But I do like that my business I'm not talking about me. I'm promoting other people. So it's just kind of like, don't right. worry about who I am. Don't worry about what my name is. I just want you to hear, you know, this gifted person. And um, Exactly. When, when you start getting That's opportunities awesome. like, like say, Life Teen Events, Steubenville Conferences, who at the beginning is, is making those happen? Is that you out on your own or, or were you already working with someone from day one? Was it Josh? Was it Oregon Catholic Press? Just Just talk about getting started with those. Well, honestly, those started directly from my relationship with Josh. Um, and he just asked me to come along with him to some of those conferences. And then ever since he asked me to do that, this is my fifth year doing it with him. And so I just kind of got invited into that. And it was honestly, it, when I was a teenager, when I went as a teenager to those conferences, it was something that I always dreamed of doing. It was like such a big dream of mine to be able to, to do uh, a conference, to be able to lead music on a conference, not so that my name would be heard, but just because I've been so impacted by music that I wanted to give back in that way. And so um, when I first started doing it, it was just like blew me out of the water that I was able to do it. And um, it was such a gift. It was honestly just an answer to a prayer and an answer to a dream that I had on my heart and God fulfilled it and blew it out of the water. So that's how I kind of started with Steubenville. Um, It was really the Lord. Honestly, it was just God and not me. I'm not a self-promoter in any way, shape, or form. I I don't love doing that. And so that's why we need people like you or people (laughs) like my booking manager to uh, work on stuff like that. Um, But for me, it was really just, it started with a friendship with Josh and, and he just felt called to bring me. So that's how it started. Well, and then uh, on, yeah. a, on a much grander scale, wow, Italy, uh, Brazil, um, you're, you're, <laughs> st- you're still very young, and, and, and maybe this all feels like it's happening very fast for you. Could, could you ever have imagined performing yeah. in the likes of those countries or, or, or in events, or, or is it a case of, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's yes, I could, Bruce, because I set my goals very high, and that's where I want to be. <laughs> no, honestly, I mean... It, God just continues to blow my dreams out of the water. I always dreamed of singing at World Youth Day, and he sent me to Brazil. And um, I got to go to Ghana last summer, or two summers ago, on a mission trip with Catholic Relief Services um, for being an artist with Oregon Catholic Press. And I've, I've been blessed to go so many different places, and it's all because of the Lord. It's all because 
of where he's sending me to. And I, re- I remember even having this profound moment in Brazil when I was leaving music for some events. I can't remember what it was there. Um, and I remember, though, in the middle of it, just thinking, like, Lord, you are crazy good. Like, how is it <laughs> even possible that you've sent me to this place um, to sing? So I am continually just humbled and honored and blessed to be able to do things like that and just want to give it my all, honestly, um, and just excited for where God's going to send me to next, honestly. Like, I'm just kind of pray with expectant faith that He's going to continue to lead me wherever He wants me to go, and um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to just make it happen. So that's kind of where I am with that. Beautiful, beautiful. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from the road, she is based in Atlanta. It's singer-songwriter Sarah Kroger. Visit her official website at www.sarahkroger.com. Her first name does have an H at the end, and her last name is spelled K-R-O-G-E-R. So as I mentioned before, if you have downloaded this episode and gone out for a run or you're working out or listening to it as you're driving, just remember that you can look at the title of this episode and your listening device for the proper spelling of her first and last name. She is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so you'll want to follow her on there. Her music is available for purchase on iTunes. And as I mentioned before, check out the events page of sarahkroger.com to see when and where you can go see her in person. Uh, Like I said before, this is coming out on May 27th. She will be in Oregon that day. And then already dates in Missouri, Texas, Louisiana, Eastern Canada, Connecticut, Ohio. So continue to follow her online for developments that way. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz. And after all these episodes, I still have to say that it's H E A R. <laughs> Sign up for the e newsletter there <laughs> and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free. It makes it so easy to get the show every week. It will just download automatically each time a new episode comes out so you don't have to go looking for it. If you're a new listener to the show, please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. I already mentioned a few of them. Clark Nowlin, Lindsay McCall, Juliana Zobrist, Ellie Holcomb. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. Coincidentally, Sarah, we were talking about international performances and, and I had dug up that little nugget that you just started to allude to about going to the African country of Ghana, uh, going on almost two years ago. Just if you would, just kind of talk a little bit more about what specifically went on there, because I think some people hear this and they kind of have trouble connecting the dots and they say, you know, because of course people who haven't been to Africa have the stereotypical view of their head and they say, you know, what did she plug her piano into? Was she sitting out in the middle of, you know, nowhere? And so, so just kind of talk about, you know, what, what exactly you were doing when you were there. Yeah. So it started with, it was a partnership with Spirit and Song, which is uh, basically under Oregon Catholic Press. It's the contemporary um, kind of side of Oregon Catholic Press, um, my publishing company. And so um, there's artists that are with Oregon Catholic Press that kind of got hooked up with Catholic Relief Services and, um, we were sent on a mission trip over to Ghana, Africa, to basically just experience the church's presence over there, to experience Catholic Relief Service's presence in Ghana. Um, and so our basic goal was just to experience those things and to be able to bring them back into our ministry. So a lot of times we're able to share stories or share even visuals to share 
different things that we encountered there um, with teenagers back in America or with really anybody that we encounter. Um, And so it was really just a trip to um, build relationships with the people of Ghana. And we got to go around to different villages and and just see what CRS is doing. We got to go and visit a water wall that they built recently. We got to go and visit um, a pregnancy crisis center. We got to go to an orphanage. So all these different places that we got to visit. And everywhere we went, we sang songs with the people. And they sang songs for us. And they danced for us and dance battled us and all this kind of stuff. (laughs) It was really, really exciting and really um, just humbling because I cannot dance. (laughs) Um, but there were so many different places that we got to just play songs and it was songs that either everyone, no matter what language you speak, can either dance to because it's just a great rhythm or it was songs that people would be familiar with. And we had a couple of musicians that brought guitars with them. So that's what we were able to play. I didn't play my piano, but, um, we could easily sing. Everyone can sing and um, and hear each other and you can dance to any rhythm no matter what language you speak like I said so that's kind of what we did is just built relationships with Ghanaians and we were able to bring that back into our, our ministries in America and I have countless times told my stories from Ghana in different sessions and been able to bring those into different different places and um, so yeah and even at my merch table at my merchandise tables when I go to events I usually I've handmade some rosaries and so I I love to sell those specifically for Ghana um, and raising funds for them and so it's very much connected in my ministry now um, and I love just talking to people about it sharing about it. it was a really really blessed trip and honor well and even more so I'm sure you would agree that it really humbles you and, and, and makes you at the same time appreciate what we do have here in the United oh, yeah. States, uh, even more so than, than people who have not had the opportunity to travel internationally. And certainly we as Christians, yeah. I think, have a deeper appreciation. But, you know, myself, I've, I've been to 17 different countries, and I would say that, you know, probably 15 out of the 17, I came back and, you know, practically wanted to kneel down and kiss the ground in the airport um, because we, you know, right. we are so blessed with so many freedoms in the United States that I think people we take are. for granted. Um, so, we are. so the, you know, the, the, the efforts that you were just mentioning with some things at your merch table and, and, and I wonder is, is Catholic relief services, um, what I'm getting at is, uh, you know, a lot of the major contemporary Christian headliners are aligned with a specific charity or mission, which usually gets right. promoted at their concerts. So, uh, is such an alliance something that you're pursuing? Is it Catholic Relief Services? Uh, where 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 is that on the on the Sarah Kroger landscape? Yeah, I would I would definitely say it is Catholic Relief Services. I try to promote it at every event that I go to, and we have uh, some sort of a partnership. That's kind of part of the reason why they even created this trip was to create partnerships just like that, um, so that people could hear more about Catholic Relief Services in the church and and recognize that. Every single one of us as an American Catholic is is connected to that, um, is connected to that mission, whether we know it or not. And so um, to be able to connect with music ministers who are traveling the country uh, and sharing, you know, their gifts with people um, has been an awesome, it's just been an awesome avenue for Catholic Lutheran Services to be able to get the word out about what they're doing. And I love being connected to them. I'm, I'm such a strong supporter of all that they do, and I really am just so excited to be a part of it. Well, 
Here's a little personal fact about Sarah Kroger for the listeners. You are engaged to be married, which immediately makes people think, oh gosh, when does she get to see her fiance? You know, kind of like, kind of like (laughs) pro athletes who everyone assumes they have to wait until the off season to get married. But, But in music, you know, in music, the inclination is, but they're always on the road. How and when can that happen? But in fact, yeah. tell the listeners about your fiance in case they don't dig around online and find that he, in fact, is not clear across the country when you're somewhere out on the road leading worship. <laughs> well, it's such a huge blessing. My fiance, his name is Dom Qualia. You can look him up online as well. He's a speaker. Um, he's such a gifted speaker. And so the Lord has blessed us in so many ways, because we basically are able to travel a lot together as a as kind of a team, a ministry team, and um, he, you know, will share a message, and I can lead a night of, of worship, whatever it might be. We love going out and being able to share together, and so um, God's definitely blessed us to be able to do that on countless occasions. He's also the bass player in my band, so whenever we have band events, he is able to come with me as well, and so it is a it's easier than you would think yes it's still um difficult for me to be out on the road sometimes um especially during the summer when we have lots of weeks apart um because we're doing different events or because he's speaking somewhere else and I'm singing somewhere else but for the majority of the time we're just blessed to be able to be together um and to be able to do ministry together it's honestly such it's just a blessing i can't i don't know what else to say <laughs> about it it's such a such a gift because not many people get to work with their future spouse um, and get to travel with them all over the country. So we have a great time doing that. Um, It's really, really awesome. Well, not to mention that we've, we've discussed on several episodes of the show, the pros and cons of having your fiance, your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend as part of your band. Uh, I I don't know why, (laughs) but for some reason, uh, episode 19 with Danny Brooks uh, jumps to mind but we've discussed it on, on several episodes, so it is nice to hear. And mind you, I, yeah. don't, I don't want the listeners to think that on the episodes where that's come up that people have told war stories, but it is nice <laughs> to hear you know, what, 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 what you just uh, described there. Um, yeah. we're, we're going yeah. to close today with another of Sarah's songs, one called Hallelujah is Our Song. But before we wrap up today's show, Sarah, go ahead and talk all about that one, if you would. Yeah, so Hallelujah is our song. Um, it came out of a season when I was really just struggling with, with several different things. My family was moving. There was a lot of change going on in my life. There were a lot of people that I was surrounded by that were going through a lot of just really hard times um, and a lot of suffering that I that I had endured or that I had seen in, in, friend, in my friend group um, before that time. And so I was in a dark season, and I remember going into... Um, just a writing session with a couple of my friends and, and just sharing that with them. And there was a particular quote that was sticking out to me at the time, and it was a quote by uh, Pope St. John Paul II that said, Do not abandon yourselves to despair, for we are an Easter people, and hallelujah is our song. And mm-hmm. I just felt like that pierced my heart at that time, and I and I really just desired to write a song like about that, exactly about that, that Hallelujah would be my song, um, that I wouldn't be a person who stayed on Good Friday and wallowed in the pain and the suffering, but that I would be a person who believed in the hope and sang of that hope. And so that is my hope for the song, is that it would be a blessing to people who are in that season, and that it would be a reminder for us all that no matter what we're going through, the highs and the lows of life, that, um, that Hallelujah, Praise God, would be our song at all times. So that's kind of the background of that. Great, great. And I, I would be remiss if I didn't point out to the listeners that that is 
the title track from her second EP. Uh, so all the more reason to look up on iTunes uh, for Sarah and yeah. her music. Uh, Sarah, what a joy this has been. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed the conversation today, and, and I'm very grateful for the time that you gave to now hear this entertainment. Me too. It's so great to be with you guys. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Thank you. God bless you, and, and continued best wishes with your ministry. You too. Thank you so much. And I will close, as always, by formally thanking my guest. Today we heard from singer-songwriter Sarah Kroger. Visit her website at www.sarahkroger.com and then also engage with her on social media. All those likes and follows contribute to her ministry and help her star continue to rise so that other people can hear her messages. Find her on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to also purchase her music on iTunes and keep up with her live events so you can make plans to go see her perform in person. And don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. That's it, just one field to complete. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio 2, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating that actually does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and share episodes there, and you can also follow on SoundCloud, which is just like subscribing. Let's get your feedback on the show, too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter, and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel, all on nowhearthis.biz, or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their great new website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Sarah Kroger. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Hallelujah is Our Song. Joy we